Welcome to Federal Sense with your friendly HR guy. Hello, this is your friendly HR guy again. Um, this topic we're going to talk about today, resolve. I get a lot of emails from managers and they'll call me and I'll have conversations and the thing I've noticed what's missing in the frustration in these managers, you know, federal supervisors, you're out there and you're frustrated and I've put a name to this frustration. It's resolve. The manager might have resolve, but everyone above them does not. The lawyers don't. HR doesn't. The people that deal with the unions resolve. If you're a supervisor and you're managing an employee and there's a performance or conduct issue, you need about 10 people to have the resolve to address that issue. But on the other side, the employee and the union, they have resolve. They're of the same mind. You know, they don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to be removed. They don't want to be suspended. They don't want to be reprimanded. They don't want to get, you know, a 3P map. Their resolve is absolute. The employee and the union have a singular determinate resolve. A f I looked it up. Definition, resolve. Firm determination to do something. This is an unfair battle. If you're a supervisor in the federal government, your resolve, you've got to have the same resolve as about 10 other employees. You got to get HR on your side. You got to get the lawyers on your side. You've got to get the labor people that deal with the union on your side. And through the appeal process, it adds another level of resolve that has to be on the same page as you and has to have that resolve, that determination to do something. I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't there. If you're a supervisor, understand the people above you do not have the same resolve as you. I could, I could pick apart every part of everybody's role here. Example, the Office of General Counsel, those lawyers, their motivation, their resolve, what they are to do is not lose a case. That's their resolve. Their career is based on having their ass handed to them. And if they lose a case, that's going to hurt their career. They're not going to get promoted. Uh, they're going to be seen as a loser, all that stuff. So complaints, they just want to settle them. Because ironically, their career is not affected if they settle a case and give up and just give the employee whatever they're asking for. It's only if they lose an appeal in front of a judge. So why take the risk when there is no reward? You know, these these federal lawyers who are federal lawyer, lawyers because they don't want to work 90 hours a week in a firm, you know, they get this nine to five cushy federal job. They get nothing by defending supervisors' rights. They get nothing by defending the agency's, you know, decisions and defending you know, the agency's actions. They get nothing for that. They lose if 
they lose. So why risk it? Why risk it? No one's holding these lawyers accountable, the Office of General Counsel. These lawyers are out there just worried about not losing. They can't win. Because let's say they, they take something into appeal and they risk their reputation and career. They think they've got a strong case. They go into the judge and they win. The agency's decision is upheld. Lawyers don't get anything. They don't get a bonus. You know, maybe they get a reputation as being good at their job. But they risk everything. You know, if you ever talk to a gambler, they, they, they do all the equations and the, you know, risk-reward. And uh, I'm not a gambler, but I've talked to gamblers, and, and they can tell you what a good bet is. You know what I mean? And it's the worst bet in the world. I'm not judging lawyers. I, they're put in a position where, hey, risk everything, and if you win, nothing happens. But if you lose, you're going to get a bad reputation. You're never going to get promoted. In fact, we might even start uh, going to removing you. So I get it. But if you're a supervisor in the federal government, understand that the people above you do not have the resolve that you do. Because you're living it. You know, you have an employee who's not doing their job. You have an employee that has conduct issues beyond reasonableness. And you have the resolve to get rid of them, to correct the action, to work the process. Great. HR doesn't have the resolve. The lawyers don't have the resolve. Your staff, your, your, the chain of command, the leadership in your service, they don't have the resolve. Because they don't get anything out of it. You get, you know, you get rid of, a, of a, an employee who's dragging your whole branch down. You have something to win, right? You have a more efficient office to win. The leadership, the lawyers, HR, they have nothing to win. They have only things to lose. And when resolve is not the same, it's an unfair fight. So I'm going to tell you, I get these emails and I have these discussions with supervisors in the federal government and the frustration, it's resolve. They, Your chain of command does not have the resolve you have. And I, I don't know what to tell you, but it's an unfair fight because employees in the union are all on the same page. They are one thought. They have resolve. And if you're a supervisor, understand that there are tools you can use, but understand this, that a lot of these tools have... 10 keys to turn. And there are people that get no reward by turning their key. All they get is the risk if it's done wrong. And if you talk to an HR office or an HR person, they're going to say, well, the manager didn't do it right or didn't follow our instructions or said this when they should have said that. They'll Monday morning quarterback you all the time. So I get the HR side too. You know, the HR side... They don't know what will work. They know what won't work, but they don't know what will work. They'll, they give examples and they, they, they help craft letters and they help, you know, um, articulate the manager's decision. But they don't know if the lawyers will be on board. They don't know if leadership is just going to reverse the whole thing under, a, you know, a grievance. They don't know if the agencies, you know, uh, um, higher up, is going to pay for arbitration. They don't know. So 
they too question the resolve of the people above them. And and that's the problem that I see managers who, who they don't even, they, they have trouble explaining what the problem is. And I'm telling you right now, the problem is resolve. You all don't have a single unified determination to do something. And part of these managers, I see a lot of them giving up because they realize, oh, you know, they'll go through the mud of an action and the higher they get, the bigger the crash. And they realize I've just wasted a year of my professional life trying to go through a process that, you know, you're not going to get that support. And they, they get so deflated and I get it. I get it. You're, you ask for advice, but that advice requires so many people to be on board. And one hiccup, one thing that is slightly not perfect will change everyone's resolve. One email that is vague, one assignment that, you know, isn't perfect, one anything in the case. You know what they say, terrorists only have to be right once. That's that's kind of how it is to be a supervisor in the federal government. You're kind of like the CIA and the employee only has to be right once and they can win in a you know a complaint. You know, you get an EEO complaint and they say 15 allegations. 14 of them can be absolute nonsense lies and that's fine. That one that can't necessarily be disproved and, well, that kind of lines up with this email we found or here's three people who testified that that sounds familiar and they win the entire complaint. The agency pays for lawyer's fees, you know, and, and basically you can never touch this employee ever again and basically if, if they have a heartbeat, you know, they have to get you know, threes on their PMAP. Understand this. Resolve is very difficult. And if you're a supervisor in the federal government, I I would argue that you are kind of alone on this. When your resolve is 100%, it doesn't mean anything if, if the people above you are not on board. And... I would argue when you're making your decisions, I would pick the decisions that don't require 10 people to turn their keys. I would pick a decision that is something that doesn't require so many people to, you know, affect that that action. Because it is a very very lopsided process where the employee doesn't even need the union. The employee can just make up a story and their resolve is 100%. And now you need 10 people. You need HR. You need the deciding official of, of let's say you go grievance, step, step one, step two, step three. So you need three deciding officials. You know, if you might, if you're the supervisor, you might be step one. So maybe two other deciding officials. That's two people, and then maybe the two people in HR. That's four, and then, you know, let's say you get 
step two and step three, deciding official and a grievance on board. Now the union's like, well, I'm going to arbitration. Let's say you're a lucky agency and the union has to split arbitration cost, right? But if you lose, you got to pay the lawyer fees. So we're talking $30,000, $40,000, right? So now you got those four people, the two HR people, and you got the two deciding officials and the step two, step three grievance. Now you need someone in the higher up that decides budgeting or approval for arbitration. Now you got so now you're at the five people, and there's never one. It's usually one or two, and then they're going to consult a lawyer, and then that lawyer supervisor. So now you're at eight people that you have to have the same resolve as you, and the whole time they're going to be like, "Well, did they do this? Did they do that? What about this?" And they'll be Monday morning quarterbacking you like you wouldn't believe, and. It, it's deflating. And I, I see managers, you know, with 10 years experience thinking that, oh, I, I have the right to assign work and dictate how that work is performed. And it, you only have that right as much as the resolve of the people above you, of the people in HR, of the lawyers, of, of the, the higher agency authority that, you know, might be the ones making the decisions. And I'm going to tell you, it's 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 difficult, and if you've ever done an appeal, if you've ever done an action with an employee and seen this process, you know what I mean. The resolve of the people above you, and and I, I, I don't want to judge them. The process has been set up where they have everything to lose and they have nothing to win. I've seen lawyers win cases that are two or three years long, Probably a million dollars worth of time, you know, of, 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 you know, time and resources, million, and maybe even make that plural, millions of dollars of resources, years, and they win. And the next day, it's just working on other cases. It, they, you would think they would crack a smile. Nope. Because it, it's, they, they felt like they had everything on the checklist. Everyone above them and their supervisor was okay with it. But when they lose a lot. It, they don't lose a lot. But when they lose, it's generally not a loss because they realize they're going to lose and they settle. Settled isn't losing, right? To them, it's not. It's giving up. It's not having the resolve. And, and maybe there is, you know... If I were to have play devil's advocate and say, well, the lawyers is settling because they realize they're not going to win and they don't want to lose, but it it's I've seen I've seen where we settle a case giving the employee exactly what they want, and if we would have lost, that's exactly what they would have gotten. But maybe we would have had to pay lawyer fees, you know, which I get that's a win for the agency. But it's one of these things where when an employee is not held accountable and now they have that retaliation coin where it, once they win something, which they'll say they won, um, the, the supervisor really has, one, resolve for the – and the whole ladder has gone and – the supervisor will no longer be able to hold anyone accountable, especially that employee. And the assigned work, I, I've just seen so many supervisors get defeated, and it, it's a process stacked up against it. And I guess 
the point of this episode is to tell you that it's probably not worth it. And the resolve of the people above you is basically non-existent. And it's because it's not them. Because, you know, we're talking, I've seen this multiple agencies. I've, I've consulted and spoken to people. I'm in the double digits of agencies I've dealt with. And it's the same thing. They don't have the resolve because the process is not designed that they can win anything. It, they could, there's, it's only losses. And they're only trying to minimize their losses. They can't win. You know, why risk things when you can't win anything? And maybe, and, and maybe that's the right way to do it. I don't know. But I've never seen anyone give up more than an HR person, than a lawyer, than an SES who's a deciding official. And, and they're just trying to control their losses and save the agency $20,000. You're basically giving away managers' rights to save a, a, a few thousand dollars in lawyer fees, and they don't realize the impact they have when they give up on cases. I've seen managers that gave a two to an employee, you know, they're on a five-tier system, gave a two to an employee because their performance was below the standard of you know what was expected. And the agency just didn't want to go to arbitration because they're like, why are we going to risk paying $30,000 in lawyer's fees for a two? You know, give the employee a three, give them their $2,000 in award money, give them their wiggy. You know, you're going to risk $30,000 to save the agency $3,000 or $4,000, right? Because the wiggy is you know, 1800 a year, and then, you know, the award maybe $18,000, $2,000. But what they don't understand is once you take the right of a manager to measure the performance of the employee, it it's really, you're going to lose 100 times that in efficiency and performance output once the supervisor realizes, like, oh, I really don't have this authority, uh, I have it on paper, but without the resolve of the people above me and HR and the lawyers and, you know, the, the leadership, you really don't have that authority. And it, it's, you know, and unless the job is widget-based and you can show, you know, hey, you're supposed to make this many widgets and you only made this many, unless the, the job is like that, which so few of them are, it, it's just not going to work. And, and then managers are, are, are emailing me with their scenario and what they're really talking about, what you're really talking about is the resolve of your leadership. And guess what? The process is not designed for them to have resolve because what are you asking them to do? Risk their career, reputation, their next promotion, you know, their metrics, um, you know, losing all this money to, a, you know, a failed uh, case for what? To defend your rights as a manager. I mean, right there, agencies, I'm seeing a trend. Agencies are giving away management rights because it's just easier. It's cheaper. We're saving money. I don't have to worry about, you know, paying a $60,000 case or judgment because 
or defending your rights as a manager because you'll you'll still get the work done. And that's the thing is you managers are out there working 90 hours a week, staying up till I get emails at 7 p.m. from managers. I look at the Federal Sense email box. Most of those are at night. And I wonder why. It's because that's what it requires when their employees aren't doing their jobs and aren't working as 13s or as 12s or 11s. Most federal employees are working at the GS-7 level. If OPM were to kick down the door of every agency and do a desk audit, not that they have the resources to do that, but if they were, 90% of federal employees, union employees, would be working at the GS-7 level. And uh, people will argue, well, the supervisor won't let me make decisions, and I, that's a fair point. But then why did we announce the job as an, a, a 12, 13? Why? Because of retention and, you know, we want to get keep people and they keep blowing up the, the GS levels. You know, in, in the Justice Department, spe- specifically the Bureau of Prison is, is a structure I, I am familiar with. You know, most lieutenants in charge of federal prison shifts and in, in charge of the correctional officers are nines and the senior ones are 11s. Think about this. Go to any federal prison in the country, and the night shift is ran by a lieutenant who's a GS-11. The captain is a 12, unless it's a complex captain, then he's a 13. But that that's like three prisons in a complex. And But you go into another agency that deals with reviewing... EPA applications, and those guys are 13s. The senior guys are 14s. Are they even are they dealing with inmates? Are they dealing with murders? Nope. They're dealing with processing paperwork and, and researching law and summarizing slideshows. Why? Because agencies have lost their minds, and, and I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent, but the reason you supervisors are, are working yourself to death because you give employees money to keep them and you think that that's going to get more work out of them or keep the good employees, but it, it, it doesn't. The good employees are going to get promoted. They're going to leave. The bad employees aren't going to be able to leave. So, you, you, you know, the, the sediment's going to settle and you're going to have 13s who are working as 9s and these managers are going to have to work till midnight a lot of days because they can't hold their employees accountable because the resolve of leadership, the lawyers, the Office of General Counsel, HHR, or HR, uh, HHR, HR is, they, they have no resolve because the system is not designed for them to have resolve because why would you? Why would you risk everything, risk your career, risk reputation, risk, you know, thousands of dollars in lawyers' fees, when you get nothing other than defending managers' rights. So pull out your union contract. I guarantee you'll find somewhere in there where they've given away the manager's right. The statute that gives the union their rights, the employees their rights, the managers their rights. Management, because there's so many people involved in this, and that maybe that's the solution is 
you know, why does it take 10 people to be on the same page to defend managers' rights? But they'll negotiate a contract and they'll just give away managers' rights because it's easier. It's easier. And the manager, you, if you're a first-line manager, this is who I'm talking to, they do not defend your rights. They don't. And there's nothing to motivate them to do that. So I, I don't have an answer. You guys keep emailing me with their situation. I feel bad for you, but I don't have the answer because I can't give you some great idea because every solution I have requires 10 people to have the same resolve you do, and it doesn't exist. I It doesn't. And I feel bad if you've started down this path and are now realizing, oh, the lawyers actually don't care about what the statute gave, what rights I was given by the statute. They don't care. What they care about is not being uh, hit with a, 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 a losing case that now they have to explain. And the leadership doesn't want to have to explain paying $60,000 because of one technical loss or one technical decision from a, a judge because, you know, we we've didn't demonstrate absolute perfection. And I get it, but you as a manager have to do your job and manage knowing that the resolve does not go that far up. It doesn't. It, it might go to your second-line supervisor. But guess what? HR needs to be on board. The lawyers need to be on board. Now, is this a pessimistic one? Yeah, this is pessimistic. And, and I've, I've got about 10 emails where I know the answer, but I'm not going to give it to you because it's too late. And you, your, your agency doesn't have the resolve. And I could help you write a PMAP element that would perfectly align with the work and allow you to hold your employees accountable. And I guarantee your leadership will hate it. Why? Because of all the work it's going to create. And there's going to be lawsuits and grievances, and it's just going to be, and it's perfectly legal. It's, it's within OPM's definition of a smart element, and it, and it perfectly aligns perfectly, and it doesn't matter because you do not have the resolve. So if I haven't responded to your email, this one's for you. The, the reason I didn't is because based on what you put in your email, the answer I have will not help you. It'll only infuriate you more when you have the answer and no one lets you use it. Um, I've seen agencies that will not rewrite their PMAP elements because result. Leadership doesn't have it. HR either doesn't understand it or doesn't want to bother. The union, they're resolved on, I don't like it. The employee, they sure don't like it. The good employees will love it. The bad employees will not. And these things all teeter on resolve. And guess what? The employee and the union have unlimited amount of resolve. They are on the same page, like without waiver. Like, not even one weakness of resolve. HR probably doesn't understand your work or the element you're trying to write. Leadership doesn't understand it. And you are frustrated. And I, I, I feel for you. 
and I don't have the answer. Um, if you don't do, if you don't follow my guidance, I get it. And I've, I've gotten a couple of responses of, I took what you said and everyone hates it. And I go, yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they, I, I got nothing for you. I don't, you're, you're hundred percent right. That's, that's why we're in the situation we are in is, you know, the process, all these processes require the resolve of 10 people. And you just, every one of those people have different motivations, have different um, um, consequences to the things. And you as the supervisor are just trying to hold people accountable. And I get it. And that's why I didn't respond to your email because I, I know the answer. I know how to fix it. I know what you can do. I can give you suggestions and I can give you a, um, a blueprint. And it's, this is how, this is what your, you know, the statute gave you this right. And here's how you exercise it. And this follows the process. But I can't guarantee that they just might, your contract just gives away that right. And, and create such an, a labyrinth of a process that you couldn't get it done if you tried. And, uh, you know, it, I always encourage people when they send me a question, send me your contract. I'd like to read what it says or the pertinent parts, right, what, what article we're talking about. And I've seen some things that are like, what? And just giving away the store and giving away your rights and – Basically, structurally giving away your rights such that they've created a process that gives the employees so many appeals and so many bites of the apple that they will wear down management and they will wear down the lawyers and they will wear it down to the point where they don't want to say it because legally they can't. They've given away your rights as a manager. So I, I don't know what to tell you. I've I've counted three people telling me they've accepted non-supervisory jobs, and I wish them luck, and I know they're going to be more happy. Um, I, I know they're going to love their job a lot more. I think people become supervisor because they're goal-oriented, and they think, well, this is the next step, right? You know, this is that 14 money or the 13 money. And then they see that, oh, I'm not supported. No one above me has that resolve. They don't want me to do anything but the work, and it's – I get it. I get it. So you guys are probably hating this one. Uh, I apologize, but it's kind of – this answer is about 10 to 15 emails where I've, I get people that are email me three or four times. If I answered, they come back with that didn't work or they hate it, and I, I get it. They, if they don't have the resolve, it's not going to work, um, and everyone needs to turn their key. And why did we build this thing with 10 keys? I, the union and the employee don't have 10 keys. They don't even have keys. They're just like throwing out arguments and willy-nilly. And they, they're not accountable for – they can make things up. They can uh, you know, make arguments that have no factual basis. We have 10 keys that need 10 different people <laughs> to turn them at the same time. It's, it's unfair, man. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I, you know, I'm not telling you not to email me. I'm just telling you, if I don't respond, it's because I, I see no hope in what you're, you're telling me here. And if there is no solution, there is no problem. Everyone have a good day. Have a question for the HR guy. 
Send it to federalsense at gmail.com.